This is the Not Bitter, Just Better podcast. The Everton Our Way. Straight, Straight from, from the, the street, street end. end. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. Episode 69, dude. Thanks for joining us once again. Mr. Johnny Seven, here as always. Flying solo again today. Uh, there was nearly no show at all recorded, uh, so I'm going to do my best to address the games of the weekend and a little preview of the Tottenham game and some news of the week. Could well be our shortest show ever, but uh, I know you all, you'd all miss our, your NBJB fix of the week. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Straight into the games, Uh, first of all, looking back at Saturday's game against West Ham, uh, tough game, they were coming off the back of uh, a a, a good run of form, really, Uh, good start for them, Uh, and, you know, they were up for it from the start, whipping balls in towards Andy Carroll, Carton Cole, Uh, we said, well, I think I said Stuart Dan would be one to watch last week, Uh, well, he wasn't, because he didn't even play, so... Uh, but they, they still whip balls in. Gee, I mean, how many crosses did they flash in? Just unbelievable. And um, ultimately, I suppose you know they, they they could have they could have dominated in the air really, and you know the, the amount of balls that went in. But between Howard, Distan, and Jags, I think they coped relatively well with what was like a really dangerous uh, aerial threat up there. So. Uh, so well done to them really uh, we took the lead through uh, Lukaku in a very well it was a very very dubious goal uh, Barkley in probably his best moments of the game brought the, the ball down on a half volley completely uh, outfoxed the West Ham defence just on the edge of the box tried to get a shot off but it was blocked closed down well and the rebound, or rebounds, I think it took a couple of deflections, fell straight to Lukaku, who was about two yards offside when Barkley had the initial shot. Uh, but he finished well. So well done to Lukaku, uh, being in the right position, right place at the right time, even if he was offside. But credit to him. So he's from having a bad start to the season, I think that that, that was his, was that his fifth? Uh, so not doing too badly. They were putting a few goals together and um, doing okay, really. Uh, finally, get, getting back there, getting back to you know, the, ha- you might not still have that touch, which I'll talk about a little bit more in the next game. Um, but you know, getting a, getting a few goals together. Uh, the main talking point, I suppose, what's come out as uh, dive gate. In the past week, which I'll talk a little bit more about in the news section, uh, Ross Barkley, I think he thought Nolan was going to come in, Chicken Dance Boy was going to come in and uh, and and flatten him. So he decided to preempt it by going over early. But when uh, Nolan had already stopped about two yards away from him, uh, in, to Barkley's defence, in Barkley's defence, he he got up straight away, ran after the ball. He got a free kick from Clattenberg, who doesn't normally give us anything. Uh, Nolan was bewildered. I think probably everyone was bewildered 
Barkley was probably bewildered, uh, but he gave the free kick. Barkley seemed a little bit embarrassed, uh, but got on with it. Uh, but if it was a dive, you know, I mean, the most most of us kind of agreed it was a dive. Uh, please, please, can we just not have that as um, in our game? We just don't want that. We don't want that at Everton, really. Uh, so hopefully Ross will uh, not do that again. Um, I've had a few people actually say, why why not? You know, teams have done it for years coming to Goodison. But I think that's one of the things that makes Everton, uh, sets Everton apart from a lot of clubs. We don't we don't play that way. Uh, you know, we've had foreigners in before. Okay, okay, we've got the likes of, you know, maybe Arteta and Pinar have gone over a little bit. Uh, a little bit, you know, a little bit easy a few times, or he's been a little bit flimsy, uh, but just a straight up dive like that, like you know, like, like Tom Daly style. I don't think any of us Blues want to see it. So, well, you know, the majority of the Blues don't want to see it. Um, second half, West Ham got back on level terms through uh, someone Mark said was a man to watch came on as a sub. Uh, Maro Zarate uh, did well on the right hand side cutting inside, little exchange of passes uh, unleashed a shot which was quite tame really Jags I don't even think he stretched his leg out I think it just hit his heel and it was a low shot and it bounced up and over Tim Howard so it was just it was an absolutely ridiculous goal it's one of those in a million years you couldn't recreate that type of bounce the way it looped over Howard from a low shot, uh, so but they, you know West Ham back on level terms, and he started to have a, a good bit of pressure. Um, Everton made a change, brought their own man to watch on in Samuel Etu, who kind of swung it for us. Really, uh, we had a good breakaway, Lukaku, good bit of pace. Uh, Collins just completely took him out. Clattenberg, though, in another uh, Everton favoured decision, uh, gave us a great advantage. Etu ran onto the ball, and um, you know, was a little bit, little bit wide on the right uh, right side of the box, and steaming in from the edge of his own box, standing in for Gareth Barry, was uh, Leon Osman on his 400th appearance for Everton, uh, an absolutely inch perfect ball, a lot of pace from Etu across the edge of the box, and in comes Ozzy sliding in, and a great finish with with the ball coming, uh, you know, at that pace. Uh, puts it in, puts Everton two one up. I mean, you know, perfect, perfect day for Aussie. Really, uh, he was one of the ones I really couldn't see him starting in that position for Gareth Barry, but I was wrong. And you know, he did the biz. He was probably our man of the match on the day as well. Played really well, tidying up. You know, a few, a few uh, through balls. Um, did really well. And you know, made up for him. He's had, he's had a lot of stick over the past few months, so to get that goal on what is his four hundred appearance for Everton, uh, yeah, made up. He was probably was more made up than me, I'm guessing. Uh, but it also proved to be uh, the winner for the Blues. So two one, we've kept our good run of form going. We have not now not been uh, beaten since uh, the Man U game, and that includes tonight's game recorded on a Thursday night, which I'll talk about in a sec. Um, some negatives out of the game. Uh, Stevie Naismith took a knock uh, and had to be taken off. Um, 
as well as the Barkley dive, uh, when he got taken off, you could see how disappointed he was in his own performance. It just wasn't happening for him. And I think I've said this before, said that on the podcast before, just because he's fit as in available doesn't mean he's fit uh, and ready to play. I just don't think he's quite ready at the moment. And there's a few things lacking from his game. And his, co- his confidence is starting to go. So just maybe, I, I know it's, it, it's people can argue that a, a spell on the sidelines uh, can knock his confidence as well. But I don't know. Something needs to be done. Maybe just have him. I, ju- I don't think you can have Naismith and Barkley in the same team uh, if Lukaku is up top. And the same thing, I don't think you can have Etu and Barkley in the same team if you've got uh, Lukaku up top. It automatically forces one player wide, and the player who was forced wide a lot on um, on Saturday was Barkley. And I think once he gets a few bits of possession where he, where he loses possession, I think his head drops a little bit, and we know what a player he can be when he's got confidence and he's going forward straight down the middle. Uh, so, not quite happening for Ross at the moment. And, you know, as I said, the, the, the camera closed in on him as he was taken off on Saturday and he was shaking his head. So, disappointed. But we know he'll bounce back. Um, good, uh, a positive note from the game was the return of Kevin Morales to full fitness. So, great to see Kev back. Uh, not a whole lot of influence in the game apart from uh, the other big talking point really which was um, when he, he, it looked like he was getting fouled and he was getting frustrated because he was getting a little bit, you know, someone was pulling him back a little bit uh, and then the ball, he lost possession of the ball went over to, I think it was Amalfitano who daily had been involved with a tackle from uh, James McCarthy which the West Ham uh, team didn't like, and they all fancy to go on McCarthy. Like West Ham, West Ham never do any uh, rough tackling, do they? Yeah. Um, so I think Amalfitano got clattered again by Kev. Uh, James James Tomk- Tompkins decided he didn't like the challenge, so he runs over to Morales, pushes him as he's walking off. Morales turns round and pushes Tompkins. Uh, straight square in the chest, uh, Tompkins. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what he was thinking, uh, but he holds his face and goes down. Uh, if Barclays was bad, this was absolutely ridiculous. Clear push in the chest. He's just gone. You know, he, he's gone down, holding his face, trying to get Morales sent off. And Morales, to be fair, you know, I think Clattenberg already had his yellow out for the challenge. So the reaction by pushing Tompkins, should have been another yellow, really. So he was lucky not to get a red there. But, you know, I suppose common sense, really, uh, because that the reaction from Tompkins was no need for it. And then a the second reaction also went Tom, Tompkins a booking. So, for once, I think, although Clattenberg missed a few things, it was probably one of his better, uh, is one of his fairer officiated games at, at Goodison. Um, so he's kind of redeeming himself a little bit, but uh, we still we still won't forget what, uh, that that derby where uh, Jamie Carragher was handballing all over the show and throwing Lescott all over the show as well, and then he was arm in arm with Steven Gerrard. He's not quite uh, redeemed himself yet, 
Um, but maybe a few more. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, so, Blues finished 2-1. Uh, and we didn't really move up in the table as such, but I think we're only two points off fourth now. So, uh, it's you know, after a bad start, we're, we're kind of getting there. Um, and that takes us into uh, the Wolfsburg away game, which was earlier on tonight. Uh, these six o'clock kickoffs absolutely uh, do me in. So I'm in work till five, and I have to scramble home, and then I had to go somewhere else tonight. So I was watching the game through WYSIWYG on my phone, uh, and just I mean, thank thank goodness for the uh, technology. Um, because as I said before, I, I watched uh, one of the Villarreal games on a text update on a like a stream and text site. So um, you know, at least I can watch the game on my phone. So, but again, oh, it's just it is a nightmare when you're walking around and you've got it on your phone and walking into lampposts and <laughs> stuff. Um, but you know, it's still still a chance to see it. Anyway, we knew before the game that um, a number of players were being left behind uh, because of the injuries. Obviously, Gareth Barry was one of them. Um, Naismith was another one. Leighton Baines was another one. Uh, Seamus was another. Uh, and I can't remember who the final one was. Um, but, you know, a fair few players there missing. Oh, PNR had to drop out as well. Um, fair few players missing from the squad. Uh, Garbutt was included again. And this time he got the nod. Uh, Hibbo over on the uh, on the right at right back. Garbett at left back. Distan and Jags. Uh, Besic and McCarthy started in centre midfield. Morales and McGeady on the wings. And Etu and Lukaku up top. So it looked like on paper a 4 4 2. But obviously, you know, Etu's probably going to drop deep. Morales and McGeady are probably going to switch. Uh, so. 4-4-2 on paper, but probably a 4-2-3-1 formation that we went into against Wolfsburg. Um, Wolfsburg themselves, uh, the 4-1 uh, defeat, uh, victory for the Blues, sorry, uh, earlier on in the season. Uh, I don't think it's an indication of how, how well how, how they're doing in, 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 the, in Germany at the moment. They are eight months unbeaten, or were eight months unbeaten at home, so... Going there, you know, we're doing well in Europa, uh, but I think most people would have accepted a draw, not Romelu Lukaku, though. So um, he got a goal just before the break. A good, powerful run from just inside, uh, you know, battle and run for, for possession just inside the Wolfsburg half, and he uh, got free running through and good finish near post to put up, to put Everton 1-0 up and firmly in the driving seat as 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 uh, as far as the group stages went already top of the league uh, top of the group and uh, a, a point would have secured a qualification for us so uh 1-0 up firmly in the driving seat uh, and that kind of run, that kind of power from Lukaku, is that more like the 28 million signing that we want to see 
still in this game, some of his control and some of his challenges, you know, in the air for the ball for such a big lad, left a little to be desired. But if you look at it, that goal, and then later on in the second half, uh, great link-up play, received the ball, another breakaway goal for the Blues. Um, he received the ball inside his own half, great touch, uh, great uh, little bit of dribbling to get free, great, uh, a great uh, through ball for Morales, who ran onto it. Uh, don't think he quite had uh, enough pace, which is strange for Morales, to get completely free. So instead he cut back, tricked the defender once, uh, and then put the, go- uh, the the ball in the opposite corner to where the goalie was. So great finish, great breakaway, 2-0 up. Wolfsburg, uh, they probably felt a little bit hard done to because they had a lot of possession, a lot of attempts. Uh, but, you know, a, a lot of the shots were speculative at best. They had a, quite a bit of possession. I think we were defending quite deep, really. Quite a lot of possession in and around the six-yard box, which you don't normally see. But, um, you know, we, we coped well in the end. Uh, they had two goals disallowed for offside. We had one when Ross Barkley came on late on. A good little bit of play from Atsu, but Barkley had gone just a, a fraction, like like, a, like maybe half a foot too soon. Uh, nice finish from him, but uh, disallowed. We also at the bar... And we also had Aidan McGeady miss an absolute sitter after uh, a blocked cross shot from Lukaku when he went free. Rebounded out to uh, McGeady and on his right foot. Uh, after this finish against Leicester in the first game of the season, this should have been bread and butter. Uh, but he side-footed it and managed to scoop it wide. Uh, unbelievably so. So... Uh, doing little there to uh, get himself uh, in the good books of the Blues, but it mattered not. Uh, one sour point out of this game was James McCarthy uh, going off in the first half uh, for Leon Osman and he's uh, a hamstring scare. So hopefully, you know, probably our player of the season, hopefully he can... Um, shake it off and be back as soon as possible. We can't afford McCarthy and Barry to both be out. Uh, you know, Osman deputised last week well for Gareth Barry, but um, we, we can't... If we want to push on, we can't have a player of that magnitude out uh, for any sustained period. Um, but they're just, they're just dropping like flies at the moment. As soon as one comes back, one or two goes back out, you know... Um, get Morales back and Naismith and McCarthy get injured and Baines carrying a knock so it's just it's just a nightmare at the moment uh, but we're still managing to push on and do okay so that win uh, for us secured top of the group I think now Lille and Wolfsburg will have to battle it out I think what was it Wolfsburg possibly need a point uh, I can't remember the ins and outs of who qualify but it was finishing top Means that we will get should get a favourable, well favourable ish draw uh, in the last thirty two, and it means the game against uh, Krasnodar in a couple of weeks 
is uh, irrelevant, really. And I've just got a notification before from Everton that tickets for that game will be reduced. So quite sensible, really, because uh, it doesn't doesn't mean anything, really. So I'd imagine a few fringe players will be getting a look in there. Um, that game, uh, anything else to say about that game? No, I, I just think a lot of teams around Europe will be wanting to avoid Everton with our performances in Europa so far. Uh, also, with that game, it means we are undefeated since uh, the Man U game, is that right? Um you know, and that one, you know, we had the penalty saved late on there. So, uh, decent run of form. Decent run of form. We're really building on something. Uh, and, you know, Tottenham to come at the weekend. And that is going to be a tough, tough game, both in Europa action tonight. Uh, so, no excuses really about uh, tiredness or whatever. Um, although, I'm not, I'm not sure if they were at home or away. But, you know, uh, it, it could be... It's not it's not, a, not actually not a decider, but you know it, it could have some bearing on on you know who pushes on uh, over Christmas and that to uh, be around the top four. So fingers crossed we can go there and uh, get the victory. Uh, but you know two wins in, in under a week, so happy days for Blues. Uh, so we'll leave that there, and I shall be back in a sec. And a little drink of water. Uh, I always get like this when I'm doing the podcast on my own. My voice is going already. Um, and I'll be back in a sec with some Everton news. News! Okay, some news of the week. Uh, first up, Forgotten Man, Aruna Kone made another comeback this week for the under-21s versus Celtic. And I was trying to work out how this worked out here. Um, but it was the Premier League International Cup. Uh, and it ended up as a one-all draw. Uh, Courtney Duffus came on. Uh, sorry, he got the equaliser after being recalled from, uh, from loan uh, earlier on in the week. So... Uh, good time in there for Courtney. Um, in some sad news, uh, it's the, the three-year anniversary of uh, Gary Speed. Gary Speed's uh, passing. Um, you know, we never like to uh, make light of these kind of things. Um, I, I I remember it quite uh, vividly because I think I was in Southport at the time. Uh, and Mark used to always send me these texts, in, you know, Harbinger of Doom. Uh, I used to get these texts, just three words, or four words, sorry. Someone, 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 someone is dead. And I got one for Gary Ablett. Uh, I can't remember who else, but, you know, a, a few other people. Um, got, yeah, I got one of these ones, Gary Speed. And then remember hearing on the new, on the radio, um, around, I think it was exactly the same time as Mark was texting me. And just couldn't believe it, you know. He's a, he's a former blue, didn't leave on the best terms at Everton, but was a quality player for us and a, like a model pro. I don't. I think it came out. It came out that um, the reason he left Everton is just because he didn't really settle. I don't think there was any real beef. Um, so, you know, 
had an amazing career. Uh, just I think I think he's up there with Ryan Giggs for the most uh, most Premier League appearances. Was Wales manager at the time, and no one will know what was ever going through his head. It's just an absolute tragedy. But uh, you know, must his head mustn't have been in the right place, um, to put it you know mildly. So three years ago, my God, it's just you know it's flown and um, just continued. Uh, respect for um, Gary Speed and our thoughts go out to the family as always so uh, I mean uh, ho- hopefully I mean I don't know whether there'll be a minute silence or anything about, uh, this week but there's, there's been acknowledgements going around so um, you know a nice touch from you know whatever it can because he, he, he was well respected within the game and he deserves every bit of respect uh, moving on from that, um, Ross Barkley, uh, after Divegate, what a ridiculous name, uh, Roberto has come out and said that he's no diver, uh, so obviously he's going to defend Ross. Um, uh, you know, uh, he did, he dived, let's face it, he dived. Uh, whether he, he, he was expecting a challenge or not, it was a dive, he got the free kick. Let's just put it down as one of those. Uh, Roberto said he needs to start just look after number one though the amount of times he gets kicked and he's going to be targeted by the teams all over because of his uh, you know, glowing reputation and uh, the way his reputa- reputation is like kind of building in Europe as well uh, and all over the world with the international recognition he's going to be a marked man so he needs to just look after number one and you know not worry that people are uh, getting on his back about one dive so kind of agree with that part but I don't agree that he didn't dive it was a dive so uh, not a you know I'm criticising that one thing I'm, I'm, I'm saying he had a bad performance as well but he's got my full support and my full faith that he's going to get better so uh, it is frustrating to see a player like that though because we, we know the talent he's got and it was just you know he's just st- stuttering a little bit at the moment so He'll get there. He'll get there, though. Uh, another young blue, uh, lower down the ranks, so to speak. Uh, Matthew Pennington has gone out on loan to Coventry, a young defender, so hopefully he will get a, a run of games there. Uh, coming up over Christmas, he's on loan till January, so hopefully he can get good, some good experience and start uh, start pushing his, uh, his way up through the ranks and hopefully... Uh, get on the verge of the first team, maybe. Um, Everton news of sorts. Uh, our uh, our favourite boxer, uh, our favourite Evertonian boxer, not called Riddick Bow. Uh, Tony Bellew uh, fought Nathan Cleverley at the weekend, and unbelievably, to many. Uh, was on the right side of a split decision. I say unbelievably because how it was a split decision in many people's eyes, the majority of people's eyes, um, just no, nobody can uh, can fathom it. Uh, I think the, the bomber was dominant through uh, throughout the, most of the fight, uh, and I believe he's got his eyes set on Hollywood. He seems to have a role in the new 
Sylvester Stallone penned Rocky spin-off. Uh, I can't remember what it was called, but, you know, good for the Liverpool lad to get that recognition and uh, hopefully will be the start of, um, you know, a, a new career for the Bomber. Also, I think he reiterated his desire to fight at Goodison. So hopefully if he gets a, another few high-profile wins under his uh, belt, then he might fight for another belt uh, at Goodison in, in, a, in a short while. So fingers crossed for that because that will be a historic night. Uh, other news, there were loads of other bits and bobs this week. Uh, you know, PNR pulling out of the, the, the Europa squad. Um, little bits of news about like other injuries. But there was far too many to just uh, cover in that. So I'm going to leave the news at that. And uh, I'm going to start wrapping up in a sec uh, with the Tottenham preview. So it's going to be a short show today. But feel free to always... As, as always, get in touch with us through social media and here are our links. This is the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. If you haven't already, go and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash EFC, Not Bitter, Just Better. Or you can find us on Twitter at Just Better EFC. Okay, so no social media section. But I just want to mention a few things. Uh, we had another email from Carl Burnett, who we discussed last week, who had uh, that terrible accident where uh, he got rammed uh, down in Oz. Um, uh, another email back from him saying uh, he's, he's on, on the road to recovery, still getting there. Um, but, you know, no props, uh, no props for the shout-out and that, Carl. Uh, just, you know, keep working hard. And keep following the blues um, and keep listening to us. Thanks for listening to us, first and foremost. So, uh, cheers for that. And also, nice email from Matt Alksness. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, from A blue from Canada, saying he loves the show. And um, hard to find toffees around. And also wants to keep it on SoundCloud. So, thanks for that feedback. And thanks for listening to your kind words, Matt. Uh, at G underscore Rhythm on Twitter. So, if you are in Canada as well, hit them up and uh, try and build our Canadian fan. I don't mean our Canadian fan base, as in not better, just better. Although that would be nice as well. But the Everton uh, Canadian fan base. So try and put putting blues in touch with you. That's what we want to do. Um, so loads of interaction on on the Facebook and Twitter this week, but it's been a busy week, so I haven't been as attentive. As usual, so I think Carl and Mark have uh, picked up a bit of a bit of the slack there a little bit, uh, especially with um, the other shower uh, losing on Sunday. So there was a lot of uh, never felt more like singing the blues type statuses and stuff when uh, Crystal Palace did the biz on Sunday. So that was nice. Um, anyway, no social media uh, question or anything this week, so I'm going to go straight ahead and go on to a little bit of a look at the Tottenham game. Uh, I haven't got a lot of the Tottenham stat, uh, stats in front of me. Um, I, I know that they are around, just a, a place or two below us at the moment, and right in there chasing. Uh, and though both of us could uh, could potentially reach... Um, the, well, either one of us could reach the top four uh, this this weekend results uh, permitting so uh, it's going to be a very tough game 
we don't really do that well down there. I think we've had one, one or two wins in maybe 60, 70 years. Uh, I think Moyes broke a bit, a major duck there when he won a few years ago, and you know last season I remember it was just a, we just switched off uh, after the free kick just inside our own half and taken quickly to Adebayo and he, he beat Jagielka to it great touch and great finish from him and that was the difference between the two sides last year so this year I hope we can fare a little better you know they've got some quality players they've got the age old problem of having uh, a million defenders they've got a, uh, sorry midfielders uh, that they've got to try and keep happy uh, at the moment I think they're pick of the bunch uh, Christian Eriksen uh, rescued uh, came, got, got a late goal for them last week uh, they've got Eric Lamella who's been hit and miss so far this season uh, Chadley's been decent um, you know just I can't even think they've got that many I can't even think Harry Kane had a good start for them this season up top uh, you know a lad we had on loan defence uh, had a good start for them Alec Dyer or Dyer however you want to say it a uh, decent start probably got the best goalie in the league in Hugo Lloris uh, he's definitely up there in the top in the top two or three if not the best goalkeeper so very very tough game for the Blues and you know if McCarthy's out uh, which he probably will be it's, it's not going to be it's gonna, can't be that quick a turnaround if he went off first half you know, I really can't see him featuring at all. So we're probably looking at Osman and Bessage again uh, in that central defensive midfield pairing. So Osman uh, did a decent job again tonight. As I said before, man of the match against West Ham in many people's eyes uh, last weekend. Uh, will three games in eight games be too much for him at his age? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Gibbo, where's Gibbo? Is he is he is he back knocking on the doors of full fitness again yet? Because he still looked a little yard off in the games he's uh, he's he's been in so far. Morales should uh, should be back in should be in as well. Um, Hibo, yeah, Hibo's Hibo's doing all right. But again, age will 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 three games and eight games catch up with him. Uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully. We'll have a couple of players approaching full fitness. We can shake it off, pick ourselves up after you know a good, a good successful uh, few days and two games, and take that good form into that Tottenham game. Uh, Got to say though, I think most of us will be happy with a draw down there because it's, it's not an easy place to go. And uh, and you know any draw away, whether you want to say it or not, against even the likes of uh, you know. Palace or you know the, the lower clubs any kind of draw at the moment away the way this league is going has got to be considered a good result and then try and win as many of your home games as possible so I'm not saying going out go out and play for a draw uh, but I'm saying if uh, come six o'clock or whatever it is on Sunday um, and we I've got the draw then I, I wouldn't be too disappointed Um if somebody said that was going to happen, yeah, okay. Um, but hopefully, you know, we've got players there. Uh, Lukaku hopefully coming into a good bit of form. Another goal tonight, and and an assist. So, 
chasing a few more goals, uh, putting some good form with his, uh, you know, a good run of form with with his goals uh, and decent performances together, and you know, trying to build it to, to be the total package that he can be. Um, so hopefully that's what will continue to happen, and he'll get there over the next few games because games very soon as it gets towards the Christmas period are going to come thick and fast and we will need you we will need his power and we'll need uh, we'll need to get all our, all the other players back because our squad is very thin um so I think the likes of Garber who appeared tonight uh, who, who didn't get the nod last weekend because he played he played Hibbert on the left at left back for the for the experience I think Garber's going to definitely feature in a, in a, a, a few more games uh, Oviedo's still not quite there. Kone's still not quite there. They probably will be in a week or two or three. So, uh, although they did say a January target for both of them, I think uh, I, I think they're just going to ha- just by the, the sheer uh, loss of players that we've got at the moment. I think they might feature a little bit sooner. Um, so hopefully, we'll, there'll be no repercussions from that injury-wise. I'm not going to do a prediction, as you all know. Mark Math is the one who does the predictions. I was hoping I could uh, get in touch with him, but he's uh, he's back on silly shifts, uh, so no chance of that today. So I'm sure he would probably would have went for uh, a sneaky Everton win, uh, but I'm just holding. I'm just hoping we can. Um, so bring it on. Uh, Sorry again about it being a short show this week, uh, going about 40 minutes, um, but wanted to check in with you all anyway, uh, and uh, so thanks for tuning in, thanks for downloading the podcast through iTunes, if you're listening through SoundCloud, I forgot how to talk now, um, some might argue that I forgot how to talk a long time ago, but that's by the by. Uh, if you listen on SoundCloud and have an Apple device, go and subscribe to us on iTunes is what I'm trying to say. It's definitely nearly bedtime, folks. Um, after a good, hard day in work, hard day after work, and then a good blue victory, and then a good recording of a podcast, it's nearly time for bed. <laughs> so, yeah, go and subscribe. Listen to me waffle on. And uh, listen to us next week hopefully talking about a good another good Everton win against uh, Spurs catch you all next week please